0: The Lord be with you. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to Luke. Jesus said to his disciples, I have come to set the earth on fire, and how I wish it were already blazing. There is a baptism with which I must be baptized, and how great is my anguish until it is accomplished. Do you think that I have come to establish peace on the earth? No, I tell you, but rather division. From now on a household of five will be divided three against two and two against three. A father will be divided against his son and a son against his father. A mother against her daughter and a daughter against her mother. A mother-in-law against her daughter-in-law, and a daughter-in-law against her mother-in-law. The Gospel of the Lord. It's something of a truism in popular culture that we could probably turn to Jesus and say, that whole dividing the daughter-in-law and the mother-in-law thing we don't need any help with. this is strikingly sharp language that jesus uses in our reading from the gospel of saint luke today beginning with this desire to set the world on fire to bring fire into the world and how he longs for the fact that it still is not blazing that there is a baptism with which he must be baptized and there is anguish within him. Not longing, not desire, anguish in his heart that will remain until it happens. And when the Lord is speaking this way, he reminds us that he has come for a reason. And the reason for his coming is so great, it pulled him out of heaven to do it. We do not spend enough time reflecting on the desire that animates Jesus Christ the longing that animates Jesus. And it is not merely a longing for us. It is not merely a longing for the passing things of this world. It is a longing to give himself. And so I desire to bring fire to this world, to ignite the entire world, to set it ablaze in all of its completeness with flame. And I long to see the day when it burns in that way. Not a destructive burning, but a bright, powerful, Energetic burning where all is fire. How shallow our language of so and so seems really on fire for God seems when we put it up against this desire for the world to be ablaze that Jesus is articulating with such a pained intensity here. He speaks of the baptism with which he must be baptized. And he doesn't speak of it with reluctance, as it's just the condition of what needs to happen. Rather, he is saying, my heart is anguished and unfulfilled, in a certain sense, until I reach that moment. And in speaking that way, the Lord is speaking out of the flame that burns in his heart out of the fire and the heat that is alive within him, a heat for the salvation of the world, a heat for the glory of God. And he longs with an anguished longing to be that living flame of sacrifice for the honor and the glory of his Father and for us, and for our salvation. And it's out of this longing for the great work that he has come to do, the great self-giving that he has come to accomplish, that he speaks now of division. And we have to recognize that. This is not Jesus making the trivial point of saying when you try to do good, you separate yourself from those who do bad. Rather, now he is speaking about there are those who will be touched by the flame and those who aren't. There are those who will open themselves to the fullness of this self-giving and there are those who won't. And this is going to distinguish one from the other. Because it will produce two very different ways of living, two very different ways of thinking, two very different ways of being religious. There is that religion which springs from the fire of the heart of Jesus Christ. There is that religion which takes as its starting point the self-giving in this great depth that the Lord longs to accomplish. And then there is that lesser thing, that non-reality, which keeps things safe. And so note, as the Lord is speaking here, it is not division for the sake of division. It is not division for the sake of merely separating. But it is rather a statement that as the fire that I have come to kindle begins to burn in this world, there will become, there will be a separation. As the baptism with which I will be baptized extends itself to others, there will be a separating, a pulling away. Because the Lord hasn't come to leave the world as it is. He has come for its redemption and its transformation. And time and again, and with increasing sharpness, we've heard the Lord make a similar point in our Gospel readings this year. That faith in me, belief in me, receiving the salvation that I bring to you, must make a difference in your living and in your life. And I have not come that you have peace with the world around you. I have come that you have peace with God. And those are two very different kinds of peace. And if we pause a moment and reflect on that, we see it's truth, and it's an important truth. What passes for peace in this world, what passes for unity all too often in this world, is mere conformity. How many times have we experienced in our own families that awkward and painful peace because no one dares speak the truth about a situation? Because if I say it, he'll blow up or she'll be upset. How often do we see in society around us the tendency to shout down the inconvenient voice? How often do we see that there's a certain peace which is imposed by means of threat? And yet we call it peace. But nothing accomplished by violence is peace. Nothing sustained by violence is peace, whether the violence is emotional or physical, whether the violence is economic or something else. And so note the Lord is saying, I didn't come for that. I didn't come to leave the world untroubled. I didn't come to leave you untroubled. I've come to bring your heart and your life into harmony and peace with God, and out of that peace for you to have harmony with one another. Not a social peace, but a peace founded on my self-giving, the Lord is saying. And that creates a necessary division, because it rejects surrendering to the false peace of the world. It rejects living according to those standards. And that is not easy. But note the Lord says to his disciples repeatedly, I have come to call you out of the world. In other words, I have come to call you out of all of those forms of slavery in which you find yourself. I long to burn that away. I long for the baptism which overcomes and sets aside all of those things. And I long for it. And in speaking that way, the Lord is saying, I have a greater desire for your freedom than you do. I have a greater desire for your goodness than you do. However much you think you desire eternal happiness... I want it more for you than you do yourself. And I want you to begin to feel the blaze of that heat within me so that you can truly desire these things. What a challenging call that is from the gospel. And this is why in this beautifully mysterious reading to the church in Ephesus, St. Paul speaks of an important grace, Calling upon the Father for whom all families are named, that the believing community, interestingly enough, he says, is strengthened that they might know and understand. Interesting. It's not strengthened so that you can live, it's not strengthened so that you can be faithful. It's not strengthened so that you can be firm against all that threatens you. That's what we usually think strengthening means, isn't it? He says that you may be strengthened so that you may know the height, the depth, the breadth of the mystery. In other words, Paul is saying There's an element of what Jesus has done for us, an element of what God has done for us in Christ, his son, that we must be strengthened to truly appreciate, to move into this knowledge beyond knowledge that Paul speaks of, this knowledge beyond knowing. What a curious expression this is. into the narrowness of our minds, the narrowness of our hearts, which remain so narrow and constricted even when we flatter ourselves that we're our most open-minded. Paul is saying we're too small to see something so great. We're too small to understand and appreciate something so majestic, something so expansive as this. And so his prayer is, may the Lord stretch and strengthen your heart. What a remarkably beautiful prayer that is. May the Lord stretch and strengthen your mind and your spirit so that you can begin to appreciate just how great the gift you've been given is. The full length a salvation that in its own way is broader than the universe, and yet is yours. A salvation that in its own way reaches higher than the heavens from the very depth of the earth, and yet is yours a salvation deeper than any ocean, a salvation wider than the heavens, and it's yours. And in saying so, St. Paul is reminding us we often settle for so much less than the Lord would give us. We settle for less Because less is all we can manage. And that's not a horrible thing. It's not a bad thing. But Paul is saying less can move toward more. When we recognize that we do need the help of grace to truly appreciate, to truly understand, it's not enough just to rest on what we think we know. Rather, the Lord himself can expand our understanding, can broaden our appreciation. And it's not merely a mental understanding that St. Paul is writing about when he speaks about this knowing beyond knowledge. He's speaking of an ability to make contact with the greater fullness of the mystery, to be touched by it, to touch it to feel it in some mysteriously beautiful way, to be impacted by its reality in an area of my life that perhaps I've closed off to it or it never occurred to me to open. Note how marvelous that is. And when we take that seriously, especially here, at the feet of our Lord and our Lady, we do well to recognize one of the most beautiful and often overlooked elements of a fully alive Christianity. Life becomes more expansive. It's not that I suddenly become taller. It's not that my arms reach any further. Not that I suddenly become a snappier dresser because that's never going to happen. (laughs) It's this. Into the moments of life, the good ones and the bad ones, the consoling ones and the difficult ones, there's a greater weightiness, a greater depth the one who is fully alive in Jesus Christ feels the joy of life with a fullness that he or she didn't have before. Who even in the difficult moments of life can perceive the weighty presence of the sacred. It's not that I add years to my life. It's Not that I change my size. And yet somehow life is deeper. And life is broader. And life is fuller. Only God can do that for us. This is the prayer that St. Paul is praying for the believers in Ephesus. And this is the division that Jesus is talking about for one to live and experience life in that way is to live a very different kind of life than one who just drifts along the surface. To the eye of the body, everything looks the same. To the eye of the body, the shallow life might seem broader and bigger. And yet, in the reality of faith, there's a weightiness. Of substantialness, a profundity, a greatness about that life that knows the height and the depth and the breadth. What a marvelous, marvelous expression. One of my favorite ways of naming the Holy Virgin is from the Eastern traditions of the church. And there's a marvelous image that shows Our Lady with her hands stretched out in prayer and a medallion, a circle on her chest, which bears the image of her son. And the title of the image is, "O oh, More Spacious Than the Heavens. What a beautiful name that is, Little Mary, Little Mary, our sister, small, and yet she bears within her the God who is vaster than the cosmos, oh, more spacious than the heavens. In the little space of her life, she contains infinity. The universe can't contain the Lord, and yet little Mary does. To the eye of the body, she is no different. And yet infinity cloisters himself in her womb. How absolutely marvelous. And Paul is praying that in no small measure the believing community learn to share this when you hold the life of Christ within you, there's an element of that same expansiveness in you. So as you come forward to receive this same Lord Jesus in Holy Communion today, and you stretch out your hand to that little, small disc of bread, as you hear those words, the body of Christ, note the contrast. To the eye to the touch of the hand how very small and yet in reality how expansive and how great and when you consume the sacred host today who is within you but that same jesus christ great and powerful And wondrously unbelievable as it is to put in words, you cloister infinity within you in that moment. There's an element of your life which is now vaster than the cosmos. Paul's prayer is that the Lord strengthen you that that expansiveness might be a permanent possession, that that depth might be a permanent possession. What a great, great, unspeakably great gift indeed that is. Amen.